Oh my word. Why is this so difficult? It's like everything <laughs> in my life is working against me. Do you ever uh, get that feeling? <laughs> this is freaking insane. It's 45 minutes after we said we were going to record this. This is supposed to be fun. We could have had it over with by <laughs> I'm now. Gonna strangle, I'm going to strangle somebody. All right. I'm good. Don't, don't go on the internet. Watch TV. Read newspapers. I hate this place. Uh, geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. No television. What do you do? You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You must have had on some really nice pants. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight... From across the world wide web. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the patriarch of personal finance. He's my quant, Sean Mackey. <laughs> I'm not that good at numbers, but I appreciate you believing in me, my math ability. <laughs> I think you are. I love how that one is the first one I think that actually relates to my job. Like that, what I do. I know, right? <laughs> personal finance. That's me. Pushes my How's it going down out. south? Oh, you know, we're just in a gas shortage down here. <laughs> Getting right into politics off the bat. No, like seriously, nobody can get gas. Really? Yeah, it's those hackers. Yeah. They, they hacked it. It's like it. a problem. Like, I can't leave my house. They hacked the gas? For they real? They hacked the pipeline. I don't get that. Dang. I don't know. I haven't been reading the news. I've just been working. <laughs> That's why I'm so full of life and energy right now. It's a short <laughs> squeeze on gas right now. We should we should have been shorting the gas market. I know. Mm. Think about it. Also joining us, <laughs> the Prime Minister of Property Management. He gets the Sunday, Vinny, Rudy, Rudolph. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, Rudy. Thanks. Yeah, I had a Sunday tonight, actually. Uh, it was coffee with toffee, which I like to say, mm, and Butterfinger peanut butter, and it was really good. So I knew I knew that, and that's why I, I used that movie quote for you because I yeah. I knew you got the Sunday, Vinny. Vinny, yeah, yeah. So yeah, things are <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Ashley's probably gonna be mad at me if I talk too much, so I'll try not to say much this episode. <laughs> You'll be quiet, Rudy. This this Rudy. And we may have to report a, a case of spousal abuse when Ashley comes out and murders Rudy yeah. mid pod. <laughs> But it'll be good for content, so... (laughs) That's all that matters. We'll record the whole thing. Also joining us, we were supposed to originally have uh, two guests on this podcast, but uh, due to some issues which we'll discuss further shortly, uh, we only have one of them. It's uh, the return of the bad boys of business, one half of them. We have the head honcho of Healthcare Holdings. He's got fashion friends. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Micah Smith. Back on the pod for the first time as a solo guest, Micah. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's good to be back again, again. <laughs> I don't know. We're still here. It's good to be here. Um, I was a little more excited the first time, but you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna start off with a quick damage control. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best, I'm the worst. 
you're very good looking, I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. <laughs> right off the bat, damage control. I'm going to take the just take the blame for this, you know, like a real responsible leader would. I uh, exported the vocal tracks from the first time we recorded this podcast with the the metronome click in the background for some reason. <laughs> so the whole hope, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll insert a little clip here so everyone can see exactly how that would have how that would have sounded. <laughs> Cousin Greg is going to be that guy <laughs> talking who's on his desk. That's I dig it. Yeah, that's good. The guy who shuts them down. Yeah, is like yeah, yeah. But that so- guy was like. Yeah, I personally thought that you should have kept it in, and all of our listeners would have just been, uh, you know, in rhythm. They would have been been, uh, hypnotized by the end of the podcast. I think it'd be a good test to, like, see who your most engaged listeners are and see who, like, actually reached out to you versus who just kind of didn't say anything and acted like it was fine. You can really kind of (laughs) filter out the real (laughs) listeners from the the people that are just faking. That's true. Oh, yeah, that uh, that big short episode you did was really good. Oh, yeah, I loved (laughs) that that one. (laughs) Well edited. (laughs) That's a good, I I like that. Weed out the, the, the real ones. No, but uh, we we here at uh, Loose Concept prefer quality over anything else, so we're going to retake this from the top. Sands, uh, the other half of the bad boys of business, Levi, couldn't make it on this. He made it made it on the first time around, so that's why you heard his voice in that little clip, but he didn't make it on the second time around. He's We couldn't afford to have him back twice. We could only afford to have him on once. His rates are higher than Micah's. <laughs> Clearly. As they should be. He is better. <laughs> if you uh, want to complain about this, how long it's taken for this podcast to release, you can uh, write a write a letter to looseconceptpod at gmail.com and voice your concerns. Or you can leave a review, but we will only read the review if it's five stars. So you have to give a five-star review to complain about our podcast. Um, so you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Uh or if you just want to, you know, if you felt during this time that you were not exposed to the loose concept content and you wanted some to just hold you over, you should have been following Loose Concept on Twitter at Loose Concept Pod, because while the uh, the pods may stop, the tweets do not stop. We've been uh, getting <laughs> some uh, some content off there. I don't know that it's good content, but it's content. So. Uh, you know what they say you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take Mm -hmm. just gotta shoot a lot of shots you'd be more concerned about the guy who shoots 0 for 3 than the guy who shoots 0 for 17 because at least the guy who shot 0 for 17 didn't stop shooting (laughs) i don't know that that's totally right but that should it should be one one of 17 because they at least got one no well in my case it would be 0 for 17 oh okay you haven't seen seen me during our open our uh pickup games just clunkers, clunker after clunker. <laughs> Just kidding. This week I was flames. I was on fire. I think I was shooting like fifty-five percent beyond the arc. Oh wow! Like Joel, pretty much. Anyway, since anyway. everyone uh, tuned in to hear me talk about our pick, our weekly basketball pickup game, uh, we'll g- continue with our full breakdown of that here. No, 
Just kidding. We are going to, uh, because this is our second time doing the podcast and we're all tired and Sean was late and Mm -hmm. he held up the whole process, Mm -hmm. uh, we we are going to go right into the feature film of the week and uh, we're going to experiment with a shorter, shorter format this week. So I know we've said that before in on previous episodes, but uh, this time we really mean it because frankly, no one's in the mood. We're just, we're just in just crotchety cranky (laughs) moods right now. Yeah. What other podcast is that honest with its listeners? None of them. They would just come on here and fake it and pretend like they're happy. We don't fake it. Pretend like they like each other. Yeah. We do like each other. We're just mad. We're not really mad. We're just disappointed. It's like that, uh, that Reliant K song. You know, I'll always love you, but for now I just don't like you. That is a good song. <laughs> That's me singing to this podcast. Because <laughs> you took this too far. That's the next line. This podcast has just gone, gone on too far. <laughs> <laughs> or not far enough. <laughs> yeah, not far enough. That's a good point. Okay, we're uh, on that note, we're going to get right into our... Ah, note, get it? <laughs> music, because we were just talking about music on that note. You know, even even when even when I'm not in a good mood, I'm still on the top of my game. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get right into our feature film of the week. This week's movie will be discussed. <laughs> fittingly, we'll be discussing uh, the 2015 award bait movie, The Big Short. The big banks ripping off working people. How can they let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. <laughs> we have to act now. We're going to make the big banks hurt. I'm sorry, are you for real? Yes! I'm sure the banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. The Big Short. Kind of brilliant. Rated R. It's good we're doing the big short because this is going to be a big short podcast. <laughs> yeah, get it? Get it. I'm crushing it right now. Rudy's just going to do this whole thing in silence out of fear. <laughs> not going to get much out of it. Well, uh, you know what they say, happy wife, happy life. Am I right, Rudy? <laughs> what, is the, what is the quant say in the big short about actually being able to speak English but not doing it because it makes him seem smarter or something like that. Yes. So, yes, that's Rudy. That's Rudy right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Except he doesn't know he doesn't actually know how to speak English. <laughs> when Rudy's not on the pod he speaks purely in Mandarin. <laughs> this is native tongue. See tongue. Um but yeah the big short the big shirt. The big shirt. Imagine if this was just a movie about a big shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just like, why is this shirt so big? And that's the whole movie. It's like a sheet. We just wear it. We drape it over. You can only wash one of them. Yeah, it's like a 4XL, <laughs> like a 4XL comfort colors. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. There's like four different guys in Could it. Could you imagine? They all wear this shirt XL? at the same time. 
It's just like wearing a blanket. That'd be amazing. Yeah, well, actually, it would be incredible now that I think about it. I mean, odds are, too, they'd keep that movie 90 minutes or less, too. <laughs> so that's a plus. Yeah, you got to think a movie about uh, a big shirt. There's not really going to be a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually oh. about a global conspiracy of these guys trying to steal the big shirt from these other guys. <laughs> what are we doing? What, no, what one else, no one else is expecting this shirt to be that big. <laughs> Yeah, to use a whole gallon of Tide to wash it. <laughs> you just dump the whole whole. You're just jug buying it as often as milk. It's time to wash the big shirt, boys. <laughs> How do you fold it? How do you fold the shirt? Do you need two people, like a sheet, or can well, one it's four guys? Do it? They wear the shirt uh, at the same time, so they can help fold it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's these same four guys. It's it's Christian Bear, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt, just in a big shirt the entire movie. That'd be a fun movie. <laughs> Is Brad Pitt in it? Did you say? Yeah, him, Steve Carell, Christian Bale, and the Goss, just in the in a shirt and in comfort colors. What color is the shirt? Is it salmon? I think it's uh, the um, pepper. Pepper. Pepper is a great a great comfort colors color. Okay. Uh, coral reef is another one. Ooh, just just kidding. Let's talk about our feature film of the week, The Big Short. Um, this is um, <laughs> just transition so easily. <laughs> The synopsis for this on IMDb says, uh, in 2006 to 2007, a group of investors bet against the U.S. mortgage market. In their research, they discover how flawed and corrupt the market is. As we previously mentioned, the stars uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Brad Pitt, um, Finn Whitrock. Who else am I missing? Margot Robbie for a hot minute. Selena Gomez for like two seconds. Um, the IMDb IMDb has all the people out of order on here, so you can't really know who's who, which the most famous people are. But uh, there's a lot of them: Max Greenfield, Anthony Bourdain for a second. It's sort of a, a who's who's, an ensemble cast, one might say. Yes, the epitome of an ensemble cast. So we'll go right to our guest, Micah, kicking it off. What's the best part about the big short? We're talking about the big short, not the big shirt, not the shirt movie. We're on, <laughs> we're on, the, we're on the short movie now. The best part of the big short. Um, I liked how um, the main character, Michael Burry, listened to heavy metal music in his office. I thought that was neat to see, you know, to know I'm not alone in doing that. Um <laughs> You can relate. Yeah. I always forget you're a heavy metal guy. Yeah, like like to mix that in every now. Mike and is then. the only man in the universe who goes uh, heavy metal to Michael Bolton back to back tracks. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that give me goes, a heart attack. Uh, it goes, it goes. Demon Hunter, Michael Bolton, Kenny Chesney, Deer Hunter. You forgot uh, three for wow. three. Pusha T, Dave Matthews. Oh yeah. <laughs> throwing a little DMX. Yeah, as I lay dying. It's called a neural plasticity. Is that actually? A yeah. Is that what it's called? Read about it. No. Um, Rudy just woke up Ashley again <laughs> for that comment. I'm sorry, sorry. You're fine. Sorry, honey. You're fine. I'll be quiet. I'll shut up. No, no, don't, don't hit me. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Micah. Go ahead. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh. 
I enjoyed the um, the kind of dynamic that uh, uh, Christian Bale's character had in like believing in something so starkly and um, trusting what he thought and his interpretation of the data, regardless of the pressure around him. Um, and I think that's kind of an interesting element to see how that plays out in our own lives when everyone says you're wrong. You know, do you stick to your guns or do you cave in? Mm. Um, so I like that aspect of it. Mm. Yeah, love that theme. Deep. Is that too short? I don't know how big short we're going here. That's that's, that's uh, too long. That's me with this podcast sticking to my guns. Even everyone else tells me it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah, stop doing that podcast. No, it's it's going to be huge. Trust me. It's going to hit really it. Great. <laughs> um, you want to go next, Elijah? No, I don't care. Whoever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear from you. Uh, I think the best part of it was Christian Bale's comfort color T-shirt that he actually yes. does wear in this movie. I looked it up. I think it's the blue jean color. Ooh, I, you know I love the blue jean. I can't verify though. Blue denim. I will look up the actual it's gotta color be. swatch. But it's the I'm perfect sea foam right now. Perfect. Oh, look at that. The sea foam green. Great, I love the sea foam green. Shirt. That's a good color on your. You guys should be sponsored by them. If yeah, if we, I was just gonna say, if we could get one sponsor for the podcast, it, I wish it would be Comfort Colors. That would be the one I would want. Yeah, that's the only one I want. But it's a great shirt. It has like a a guitar. It's for like some guitar company or something on the back of it. And I was reading that apparently Michael Burry like gave Christian Bale some of his actual clothes to wear while they filmed the movie. Are we so that all probably... wearing Comfort Colors? I'm wearing them. You know your boy's got that comfort colors on right now. I'm like, not. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to that part of the oh, weekend. Oh, dude. You're not even comfy. You you look really stressed in whatever you're wearing. <laughs> well, he is the guest, so it's not, not required. I was going to say, Elijah's so committed to comfort colors, he wears two or three. <laughs> yeah, he like layers at a time. I, pro- I have two stacked, two stacked I right probably now. wore comfort colors the first time we recorded. Does comfort uh, colors make underwear? Comfort Real. does comfort colors make underwear? Um, that's question a good mark. question, Sean. I'll have to do some some research into that. I bet they'd make some nice boxers. I currently have on a long sleeved uh, pepper and a short sleeved crimson. I think I have, I think I might have like the long a... sleeve is the six oh the six oh one four in case you're wondering. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but yeah, that was my best part. I also think that uh, Jeremy Strong is really good in the movie too. So. Those are mine too. And maybe, no, I mean, like overall, I like the editing. I like the way it's edited. It's sort of edited like a so quiched, you know? Like if I was going to oh, make yeah. a major mm. motion motion picture from a studio, that's how I would make it. It's very it, much my uh, my video editing style. So I dig that fact about it. And like the little cuts to things when yeah. he like, says something is like, you know, goofy or whatever. And there's just like this picture of this goofy dog swimming in a pool or something. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it that I I almost checked like the produce executive producer. I was like, is Snug Life Productions a part of this? <laughs> is a so quiche feature film. So quiche feature film. But yeah, those are my bests. Just a couple things. Yeah, I think good. great about mm-hmm. it. What do you think, Sean? Um, I love that it was a mainstream kind of deep dive into the finance and Wall Street world. Um. Because I think normally a lot of those are just kind of, 
they don't really have explainers in there. And so I loved the, the cameos by Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace, um, Selena Gomez and Margot Robbie that kind of, you know, it's a little bit documentary style, like you were saying, where it's, um, I think goes deeper than most movies into what actually happened. And if you've seen this movie, I think you have a little bit of an understanding of what happened in one segment of the market. Um, so I like how approachable it was with the general public. Love those cameos. I thought it really broke up the film at points when you could be a little bit, um, hazy eyed from all of the, the talk about the VIX and, uh, mortgage, you know, rates and all these, all this stuff. Um, but also just loved the ensemble cast. Like you were talking about, um, seeing Steve Carell in a, different role than he's normally done at that time um ryan gosling is just not just not just being goofy guy exactly has more of a yeah deeper backstory um but yeah just loved the cast thought it was expertly crafted um with the casting right on rudy can you speak (laughs) yeah i liked to share what your best part is (laughs) I liked Ryan Gosling because I thought he was funny. Word. <laughs> Can you do your your impression of his his scene in the bathroom where he says he's jacked? Was funny. I'm jacked. <laughs> I'm jacked. <laughs> the, I'm jacked. The quiet version. Get out of here, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I love how he's always like he's like yelling at people in that bathroom, just like get out of here. <laughs> Word. That was a great, some great insight, Rudy. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Well, let's flip it around to worst, Rudy. You may as well keep going because you were already talking. You were on so. a roll. Yeah. She's already um, awake. Yeah, she's already awake. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the worst part. Um, I said something different last recording, but I don't think it was very well received. <laughs> So. <laughs> just say, say it again. again. Um, Bring back the bad I think, take. I think this movie makes the average person seem really uh, victimized Boo. by the big things <laughs> <laughs> and the government. And I find that really people make choices and are them having to suffer the consequences of their choices doesn't mean that someone really had to necessarily take advantage of them. They were taken advantage of, but I think this movie makes it seem like it was just a very cut and dry thing, which being the housing crisis of 2008, and I don't think it was cut and dry. I think a lot of people made stupid decisions, were refinancing their houses to buy TVs and go on vacation, and uh, they don't really mention that at all in this movie. Well, as someone who uh, who loves victimizing regular people, I I couldn't disagree <laughs> with you anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. 
I don't remember what I disagreed with about that last week when we recorded this episode um, <laughs> for the first time, but it, I definitely remember disagreeing with it, but uh, I, it may, you must have phrased it differently this time. I definitely did. <laughs> oh, I think it was... Be more persuasive. I, yeah. No, I think last week you said that the average person isn't stupid, and I vehemently uh, disagreed that the average person is actually stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And it, but we'll never we don't have any record of that anymore. It's on the lost tapes. Yeah. The lost tapes. someday we'll re- someday we'll release it. The clicking clicking episode. <laughs> B sides. Sean, what was the worst part of the movie for you? Um, I think at times, um, the style. It can leave you wanting more. Where there might be a scene like. Um, for example, down in Florida, you know, you're you're really trying to understand the common man, in that it it comes to the one renter, um, with the son whose name my name's Kenny. Books <laughs> <laughs> books everywhere. My name's Kenny. Yeah, books oh, everywhere. Uh huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my word. But you know, you know what I'm saying. There are different times where you want a traditional flow of the movie where um, you're going from one place to another with a certain set of characters and it really moves around a lot where you'll be with the Boulder, Colorado bros who know Brad Pitt, Ben Rickard's character. Um, and I think that just... No, Ben Rickard, Brad Pitt's character. Oh, sorry. Ben Rickard's character, Brad Pitt. (laughs) Thanks for catching that, Rudy. He is really good at impersonating Brad Pitt in this movie. (laughs) Um, But I think that's just... I I enjoy that documentary style, but I think sometimes I'm wanting more of a certain segment of the movie. Uh, Like those mortgage guys just were so slimy. I was like... Mm. They would. They were hilarious, but it was kind of a, a despicable thing that they were talking about. But it didn't really stay with them long. Where I think those are the people that really were the evil people back in the mid two two thousands that were just kind of preying upon the out. You know, maybe immigrants or newer home buyers, and I think. They immediately have you move away from those people and kind of go back to the, the big banks. Um, so anyway, I think just the fragmented story um, that they were trying to have different aspects of, you know, the Boulder guys who are the up and coming, Mark Baum's crew who are more seasoned to the um, Michael Burry. I think sometimes I would want to be in those different storylines a little bit longer than then they had them, so just a minor it, criticism. It kind of kind of sounds like you just wish you watched Margin Call instead. <laughs> yeah, you could say that, Micah. I could I could say that. You you and me have uh, have our own little secret movie called Margin Call. Yeah, because Margin Call is pretty much just like a movie from their perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think that uh um what's his name Max Greenfield I think is really good with that in that role, and I could use like maybe like five to ten more minutes of him just being a sleazeball that's what i'm saying yeah so i'm not i'm not gonna hate on that call agreed 
I think the worst part though was that it was just like it's it drags towards the end. It's probably about what does this come in at like two hours and ten minutes or something? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah it's it's probably about forty minutes too long. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they could get this done. In, they get this done in nine, ninety minutes. They'd uh, they'd really have have uh, something <laughs> on their hands. But uh, yeah, that was that was my main worst is the the length. I like overall the the style as a whole is like. I guess it sort of goes along with what I was saying about the editing. But, you know, we always talk on this podcast about how much we love the montage. And this movie is, like, made up of, mm-hmm. like, 17 different montages. True. And mm-hmm. they're all just narrated by the goss. So it's like, what could... It's all gro- it's all groovy, man. It's all, it's all gravy. <laughs> it's all groovy, It's all groovy baby. gravy. The gravy is all groovy on this movie. <laughs> Micah, what did you think was the worst part? Um, I kind of agreed with... Uh, with your take and with Sean's and yes. that I think it was too too long and I think the way I would have changed it is just the whole Colorado guys I don't think add a lot to the story True. I think yeah. the, the Michael Burry aspect of it and the um, Steve Carell's character in that group I think they kind of cover the the corruptness of the system. And I feel like those guys on the outside just don't add a lot of value to it. And, you know, if they weren't in it, it would kind of stink because then you lose Brad Pitt, who I think is great. Yeah. But um, I think their whole kind of arc is just a little duplicative. Um, so that's kind Ooh. of what I think the worst Ooh, part is. Look at this. What does that word that's mean? Word. We don't use words longer than two syllables. Dupl- on yeah, this podcast. That's, it's an Oxford dictionary word. You, but yeah, this movie would would be much worse if it didn't have Brad Pitt in it talking about seeds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> talking about seeds and salads. And I do think he he does provide like a good um a good job of like adding that gravity to it and like why it all matters and kind of the the sadness of it even when they win. So I think he he plays an important role with the that Colorado group in particular is just not really necessary. Hmm. Bunch yeah. of snoozers. Yeah. Cut the well, fat. let's pivot then to cut a scene out of scene. I think, Mikey, you, too, you, you said it was about 40 minutes too long as well. So what, what are you cutting out of this movie? Are you just cutting out the Colorado boys altogether? Well, that's the the contradiction I find myself in is, is cutting them out, but also adding more backstory into what motivates Brad Pitt's character to to do Love what he it. does. Um, so it doesn't really make sense in terms of the movie. I don't really know how to make that work, but, you know, maybe explore, you know, why he's disenfranchised from the whole, you know, system or, you know, maybe just a little bit more motivation of why this guy is so out. And then he hears a good idea and he's back in. Is it just money or, or whatever that is? And I think the other part that drags on is the part of Steve Carell's character trying to decide whether or not to sell at the end. I think they're trying to like drag that out a lot and it just doesn't really add a lot to it. And I would add more, more Michael Burry writing on the whiteboard. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah. More whiteboard scenes. <laughs> Sean, what are you cutting and adding? Um, Cut it Cut-iting. That's our new. That's the new <laughs> word for loose concept. It's this is our new segment. It's just called cutting. Cutting. It's like editing, but you also put like Wait. cut in the beginning because we cut things. Love out it. Of it. <laughs> Innovation. Yeah. Um, See, I can use big words too. 
cutting. <laughs> just came up with that just now at the top of my head. It's a great word. I love it. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. It's great. Thinking about it. what I want to cut. Just say you hate my new words, Sean. It's fine. No, I love cutting. I'm going to use it right now. So in, in cutting, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I see where Mike is coming from, where those Colorado guys don't add a whole lot. And I feel like whenever it switches to them, I'm always a little bit like, oh, yeah, they're just watching TV and complaining it seems and like they just seem so immature like when they go to find you know they're like jp morgan chase jp morgan and and then they they lose out on you know i don't know it's a little bit of the amateur side of i guess the play that they had and it's a true story i believe their section but um i i would not have really their storyline i don't think it adds much to it and i would add more of mark Baum's team front gate uh, or front point um because like you elijah love jeremy strong love um i don't know a lot of those other guys you know names but just loved um, their their visit to florida you know going on the front lines really um, whereas Michael Burry's kind of just locked up in his room playing heavy metal, they go um, down to Florida and kind of see the realness of, you know, oh, it's just a gully, it's just a gully, you know, or oh, that that one very motivated, very motivated, but it's just a gully. <laughs> um, I just loved just that gully. scene going in the minivan um, down the street and the real estate agent being like, it's a great time to buy. Um, but so I would I think cut those um, Colorado Boulder guys like Micah and add more um, of Mark Baum's team and Jared Vanette. Yeah, they're back they, uh, and forth. They crushed the crushed the casting on that real estate agent. She just like screams like Florida luxury real estate agent <laughs> yeah. lady, you know, mid mid tier real estate. I sold that agent one for four fifty, and and then three months later, I sold for five seventy five. And yeah, she was she was great in that. <laughs> Rudy, I'm gonna we're gonna go to you first because my cut a scene add a scene my cut editing segment is gonna go right into uh, recast the role. So we'll go to you and then and then Beautiful. I'll transition Beautiful. us. <clears throat> so like my previous section, I had a, originally offered a different cut a scene add a scene than I will <laughs> offer tonight. Um, last week, I Aaron last week. Last, well, it was last, last week recording. Last recording was last week. Last week at this time when we first recorded it. Last recording, I said I didn't want to cut anything and I wanted to add an Avengers-style meetup between everybody, which would be cool, but not what I'm going for with this one. With this, with Mike, it just kind of came to me when we were talking earlier. Um, It solidified that I want to cut all the sad things out of this movie. (laughs) I want to make this movie on an alternate universe where like a lot of people didn't lose their jobs and houses and stuff. And instead, it's just like, so cut out anything that's sad. Keep keep in Brad Pitt because he's funny, but don't make him like the doom and gloom guy. <laughs> and then just make it a movie about people like all these pe- all these characters making tons people of money. People getting real rich. And then I just want to see montage after montage of yachts and <laughs> luxury cars. And 
leather goods and just the best of the best. It's, it's that awesome. sounds like a movie I heard that's in pre-production called The Big Shirt. Yes, please. The Big Shirt. The Big Shirt is winning all the Oscars. It's over. No, it's definitely not an Oscar bait movie. Like this is a movie for the common man to just <laughs> aspire to. I love it. My uh, my cut is scene out of scene. I hinted at it earlier. I'm cutting out the uh, the ending. It's just like so long, and we it's like we get it. They sell and they make money, whatever. But yada yada yada, fine, no big deal. So I'm gonna cut off the ending. It'll probably cut off like right around like that time when he's on the stage and he's like talking to that guy or whatever, and that guy's like making fun of him. Maybe I think around that point. I think is when I cut it. Um, so I'm cutting it there and then all the ending. And then what I'm adding in, like I hinted at earlier, I want more of the sleazeball Florida mortgage boys. <laughs> yeah. But, what I, but my plan is I'm we're going to tie this into my recast role because the other guy, not Max Greenfield, but the other sleazeball uh, mortgage bro, I'm recasting that role with one, the one and only Tom Cruise. He's coming off the bench, coming into this movie <laughs> for a hot, like, five minutes mm. five to ten minutes of just electric tom cruise con- content where he's he's just like whipping around mortgages for people so <laughs> dude that, that's a great recast that's he's a, like the perfect douchey like <laughs> he would do well like, in Clearwater, florida that sort of crazed smile be great well, it's kind of similar to what he does in uh Tropic Thunder, right? Doesn't he have a super bit yes. part in that, yeah, but like yeah. kind of plays? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like balding, suspender wearing. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I want to go a different direction. I want him to go like tan, like fake spray tan. I want him to go like frosted tips with the hair, <laughs> just like total Florida guy. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, the guy who thinks he's like a beach surfer, bro, but he's really just a, a sleeve ball. <laughs> that's what we're going going for with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Um, so he's going to be in it. And, uh, my other recast, I was thinking, uh, Miles Teller could be in it. He could be working on, uh, Steve Carell's team of the, uh, the like front point or whatever those guys are called. One of those guys you could recast with Miles Teller. And then lastly, a little hypothetical. Okay. I brought this up, brought this up last week and, uh, I think it was a good one. So I'm bringing it up again on the re-recording. This is my hypothetical question. Could Nick Cage play Michael Burry? Because I think he could. No. And he could do it just as no well chance. as Christian Bale did it. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. I think he has a better shot of playing Steve Carell's character than... I mean, I like that, uh, too. I like that, too. Michael Burry. I don't know. I no, kind of... I, I think he can. Yeah, yeah. Think about it like Nick Cage in, in his the basement of his house wailing, wailing on the drums. Like, you can't tell me you don't want to see that scene. He just doesn't really, I feel like, send home, like, the guy that's, like, looking at a spreadsheet. Like, Nick Cage seems like the type of guy that's never looked at a spreadsheet in his life. He's definitely not going through every single mortgage that's on the on yeah. the spreadsheet one by one. Which is probably what makes him great, but... <laughs> He's just looking at the general list and be like, I get bad vibes from this one. Exactly. Then he then he goes off and steals the Declaration of Independence instead. Anyway, that's my recast. Recast a role, Micah. Um, this one I didn't have a good answer for um, last time, and I still don't. Um, <laughs> but I'm continuing my my theme of recast of the Colorado people kind of sucking and 
recasting one of those guys. I think I said uh, the the nerdier guy, like Daniel Radcliffe or Joseph Gordon-Levitt or someone, somebody like that. But yeah, I like that. I don't know someone to make that story arc more interesting. <laughs> I didn't think those guys were fun. It's a little bit like. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, sometimes he'd like switch to Frodo, you know, wandering <laughs> yeah. around in the, and I'm like big on the Lord, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but like sometimes when you get switched to Frodo and he's just like doing his ring thing, it's just like, mm, big this facts. Is, this is, this is not that fun. Big um, and facts. that's kind of, kind of what I felt like, uh, this movie, whatever it was with the Colorado guys, it's like, all right, I guess I could check out and do something else. During Pop this. some more popcorn or. Get a yeah, LaCroix. Exactly. So, I don't have a great answer other than I'm just, you know, uh, yeah. those guys want that In fun. the same vein, Micah, I'm taking those guys. Uh, I think, I don't think it was that their, you know, their their roles had a place. I think the two characters, the two actors rather, just didn't pop enough. And uh, so I'm replacing those two guys. Um, the guy with the long hair, I think. Uh, Finn Whitrock. What did you say? Finn Whitrock. Oh. He's the dude. He plays the dude like, with the long hair. I thought you said The Rock. I was like, that dude is to recast. <laughs> the Rock should be in this movie, too. I'm putting him in the movie with uh, Tom Cruise and Max Greenfield as a mortgage bro down in Florida. <laughs> Just slanging mortgages around, the baby. The Rock is one of those guys where, like, if he's in a movie, he just, like, takes up so much oxygen because he's so huge. <laughs> he's in this movie. It's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, no. uh, this movie needs a crossover with um, Pain and Gain. Like, yeah. the, the, <laughs> be, it should be, be a scene. It's, like, the same universe. No. So, <laughs> Finn Wit- Whitrock. Wint- McClintock. Finn Whitrock. I'm gonna sw- swap him out and put in Robert Pattinson. Oh Ooh, boy, our Pattinson. Some long hair and some steamy, steamy, you know, smoldering stares and Dude. mortgage terms. I think, whatever. He's, I think he's too handsome to be someone that's interested in well, stocks. I think it'll be balanced with <laughs> the. I want a heavy set Jonah Hill playing the other guy. Oh, that's what that was mine. I think that'll bring. I had Jonah Hill oh, in here. Sean, sorry. Well, I want the uh, Moneyball Jonah Hill from Yale. Yes. I want him to be very, you know, I want him to, to put his hands together like he does in Moneyball and have a pinky <laughs> ring and Love it. be very like, you know, waspy. Very Talk wasp. about another movie. This this movie feels like it has the same universe with. It feels like it's going, it's like the same world as Moneyball. Yeah, it just was. This movie, the big short Moneyball and Pain and Gain are all three movies in the same universe. <laughs> that's, well, my, that's my take. Not Pain and Gain, but I was going to say Moneyball and the Big Short are kind of in the same universe because they're written by the same brain. Oh, so he probably wrote Pain universe. and Gain, Michael too. Lewis. <laughs> the Pain and Gain guys each have six houses. Exactly. <laughs> They've got loads of mortgages. It all ties together, trust me. <laughs> Sean, you had Jonah Hill too? Yeah, so I had Jonah Hill on Jared Vanette's team. Um, no. I just think they would be a good combo, um, just selling. Um, he's stacking the Jenga yeah, blocks? Yeah, he's, he's stacking the Jenga blocks. He's just his additional hype man. Um, but I, I have them be more, uh, have more camaraderie, whereas I feel like the guy who's his hype man now, he just kind of hates 
he's just like, yeah, like I have to bring him for like compliance reasons. That's part of what's funny about it. But I think it just would be more fun if it was just him and Jonah Hill just like hitting the gym and then like just going around selling this. And if you feel more of that lost time with the Colorado bros gone um, of just Jared Vanette, who you know and are familiar with a lot because he's the narrator, but you don't see him a whole lot operate. Um, outside of just talking with Mark Baum. So I want to see yeah. those other discussions with Goldman and City and all these different investment banks, but have Jonah Hill as his his tag along. So I think that'd be funny. Great minds think it. alike, Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Everyone's riding the Jonah Hill train. Bro. Did you guys yeah. notice um, um, mis- when I think the rating agency that Georgia works for is uh, Moody's, but... I, the, I've seen this movie several times, and I notice in this line because I think I watched it with subtitles when it switches to her, um, who is the regulatory um, person at Moody's that rates all of the bonds to give it yeah. different credit rating. She goes at the beginning of her scene. I can't see anything, and I thought it was a funny. <laughs> um, this is the first time I picked up on it that it was really represent representing that the ratings agencies were sort of blind to yeah. what was happening. Um, yeah. and Mark Baum is in there just like, well, are you kidding me? You're just painting. She's just like very much like, I, I don't know why, you know, you're yelling at me. Um, but I thought she was a, a funny character. The There's a time. lot of like really good stuff like that, like subliminal messaging or foreshadowing or I don't know, metaphor. I don't know, whatever your your literary device word is there, you would lose. Leah's probably my sister Leah's probably gonna write us an email telling me that I'm using the wrong one. <laughs> but uh <laughs> there's a lot of stuff like that like one of one of the things i noticed scenes i notice is like that when they're leaving vegas and they have that slow-mo shot of the girl from the sec just making out with the the guy from the big bank oh yeah it's sort of just like you know a, a microcosm of what's going on right. and really like what i like about the movie as a whole is it's sort of representative of like America during that time period where they're trying to just, the movie is trying to distract you with like these jokes and the big stars yeah. that are in the movie. And there's like clips from music videos and, Oh, there's Selena Gomez. Oh, there's Anthony Bourdain. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like this big show mm. and you can just enjoy it for just like the spectacle of it. But meanwhile, there's this whole like underlying theme of this really messed up thing that's going on with the stocks and you have right. to really pay close attention to get that storyline and to understand that storyline. And so it's sort of representative of what was going on in America at that Ooh, time I like and what that. they, they pretty much say explicitly in the movie that like you're just distracted by your Kardashians and your, you know, whatever it may be when meanwhile, like this is the real stuff that's happening. And I think that's so interesting that the they were able to like capture that with the whole movie. It just sort of encapsulated that, you know, message. Yeah, I love the that. way they that's edited a great, it. A great theme. Beautiful take. Movie critic guy back in the house. That may be one of your best takes, Elijah. I mean, come on. Uh, ooh, ooh. Worth the re-record. Uh, throw it on. Throw it on the greatest hits. Grace its album. It's getting pretty long. I got lots lots of good takes on this podcast, a lot of people say. So 
Many people are saying. Many people, <laughs> Many people are, saying. are saying. If you were going to be on one team, which team would you prefer to be on of the different offices? So you got Michael Burry, you have Mark Baum's team, um, you got Jared Vanette's team even. You have I think I would want Colorado to be on Bros. Michael Burry's team because you you could you could probably just do like whatever you want and he wouldn't care. Like you could get away with just like, like the funds down. It's like yeah, we day. know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're just hanging out, drinking coffee, making some sandwiches. Just make sure you give him some mm. erasable markers, and he's he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I feel like the uh, the Colorado guys. Had the most probably personal take home from it, right? Uh, that's yeah, true. just the two of them. Not, not not a lot of mouths to feed there. Yeah, very chill office sitch for those guys. Yeah, too. the that's couch true. with the like the the nice blankets on it. They're just like throwing tennis balls around, watching TV. Flip side, yeah. Mark Baum's team. You get to walk around carrying a bat and looking at people menacingly. Like that's that's also very tight. Yeah, I feel like they have like kind of a pretty decent chemistry but i feel like bomb himself would not be real fun to work for but like the interplay between the yeah the like the team was pretty good i thought i should get a bat for mine yeah stay at home that's what i i would i would prefer i think uh front point because you have like the wall street vibes but mark mark bomb is just i feel like a cool boss like he's a little erratic but he kind of lets his players play. Um, yeah. And I just think they have fun camaraderie. And I would get along with that They're other guy like, who's like the optimist who just wants to eat like good food. He's like, Vegas, they've got some good <laughs> places. Like, I would just chill with him. But like, if you work for Burry, you're in California. So that's mm, that's probably better than that's true. You know, Plus. Wall Street. High taxes, though. What about you, Rudy? Wall Street, too. Rudy can't um, talk. It's it's way too late for Rudy to be talking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd probably uh I'd probably want to work with Schmidt from New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Cruise and The Rock. Running running mortgage yeah. deals down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Selling crappy mortgages. Cash. I don't want to be cashing in on the mortgage deals. That's where the real money's at. <laughs> Hitting those commissions. I don't know. I kind of agree with Sean with the, the front point. It's like there's something appealing about being one of the bad boys, the bad boys in the market, you know. They should get some, like, motorcycle jackets to wear. Yeah, they should get some merch. <laughs> some leather. They're just chilling in there with a bunch of leather on. Oh, and I just love the dynamic of they work for or under Morgan Stanley, kind of. Um, yeah. But they're different, and they kind of ride that brand a little bit when they can, but also they're... You know, you can see towards the end of the movie, they're like, I was, Mark Baum has a famous line where he says, I was trying to figure out who I was betting against. I didn't realize it was who I were, you know, Morgan Stanley. <gasps> Boom. Um, Mind blown. But anyway, I thought that would be a fun question. <laughs> Word. Well. Word. We're about an hour in, so this is probably not going to be a short podcast. But uh, we got through it through the second recording. I am. Is this any anyone's top twenty? No, I don't think so. Probably not, but I do like it. Yeah, 
I like it quite a bit too. It might be a top fifty. Yeah, I think it's top definitely 40. top yeah. fifty. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening, Micah. Thank you for coming on for a second time. Boom! Shout first to solo Micah. appearance. First, first solo guest appearance. appearance. Rip, big sh- uh, Levi. It was better when Levi was on. Yeah, I was just gonna say bring big, Levi back. I was just gonna say big shouts to Levi. Sorry, we uh, couldn't have you on. We'll get him on again sometime soon. The people love Levi. One of our most most highly streamed uh, hosts, I must say. So, he had some great uh, Olive Garden content that I felt like really added to the conversation. Yeah. So I definitely need to bring him back. <laughs> highly missed. He also brought up cousin Greg being in this movie, which I loved. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was his recast. Anyway, so shout out to you, Levi. Sorry you couldn't make it. If you're angry you couldn't hear Levi on this podcast, blame it on me. It's all my fault. You can write write me a message at to uh, looseconceptpod at gmail.com and we'll be obligated to read it on the podcast because yeah. we read everything that people send us on there. <laughs> Alright, uh, next week on the podcast, it's our 50th episode and we got a little something, something, special, something special planned, so uh, keep an ear out for that. We'll do see you? if it... We do. We actually do now. We do have something special planned. <laughs> The last time we recorded this episode, we did not, but now we do. So we're gonna try and we're trying something new. So just keep an ear out for that. It should be interesting. I'll expect it in three weeks. Beyond that, yeah, right. Beyond that, even further into the future, we do have two other guests lined up that we are also very excited about for some really killer movies. So pot pot isn't dead yet. Love but it's to close. See it. this podcast is always on the the verge of being canceled by ourselves we we are mark bomb we have to figure out who we're betting against and it's it's ourselves anyway remember to always keep it loose keep it loose keep it conceptual Now I just don't like you Cause you took this